The gospel that will also be the basis for our message today is taken from Matthew 11, beginning at verse 2. When John, who was in prison, heard about the deeds of the Messiah, he sent his disciples to ask him, Are you the one who is to come, or should we expect someone else? Jesus replied, Go back and report to John what you hear and see. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news is proclaimed to the poor. Blessed is anyone who does not stumble on account of me. As John's disciples were leaving, Jesus began to speak to the crowd about John. What did you go out in the wilderness to see? A reed swayed by the wind? If not, what did you go out to see? A man dressed in fine clothes? No, those who wear fine clothes are in king's palaces. Then what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is the one about whom it is written. I will send my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way before you. Truly, I tell you, among those born of women, there has not risen anyone greater than John the Baptist. Yet whoever is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. Grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. Amen. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, can you give me any recommendations on where to go out to eat? Can you give me any recommendations on a place to stay? Now, if we're here in Green Bay and in the greater Green Bay area, I'm sure you have your favorite spot Perhaps on Friday night you go for the fish fry or Saturday night you go out for the prime rib. Whatever it might be, you know where to go. But what about and what do you do when you're out of town? You might look on your Google Maps or whatever map it is that you use and you find whatever recommendations of restaurants nearby. You might use TripAdvisor or any other app. But you're going to go based off of whatever the restaurant, whatever the hotel is rated. Do you want to stay at a two-star hotel with very poor ratings? Or do you want to stay at something just a little bit nicer? Do you want to go to the restaurant that has nothing but complaints about the service, about the food, and oh, it's not anywhere near what it used to be? Or do you want to go to the place that has nothing but five-star reviews and has nothing but the best things to say about it? Now, if you're like me, yes, sign me up. That's the place that I want to go because it's where I'm going to receive everything it is that I was hoping for. Imagine you're in Isaiah's day Imagine even you're in Jesus' day and you're waiting for the Savior. You haven't been there before. You've never seen him before, but you have what we call this anxious anticipation. I wonder who he is. I wonder what he's going to do. The thought that we want to think about today is, as our worship folder indicates and the theme that we have been going through in our worship series of Come Lord Jesus, and we say, Come Lord Jesus as our Messiah. 
What does it mean that Jesus is our Messiah, the Anointed One? That's what we want to focus on today as we study our lesson from Matthew chapter 11. Now, if you read right away, I believe it's in verse 3 or 4, it says, and I'll read that again, Are you the, uh, when John, who was in prison, heard about the deeds of the Messiah, he sent his disciples to ask him, Are you the one who is to come? Or should we expect someone else? Um, Is this the guy? Is this the one that we've been waiting for? There's a word there that John uses in his questioning, or at least, right, he's in prison and now he has to ask them, go and ask this question of Jesus. But there's a word there that I think is very important for us not to overlook. And it's, are you the one that we ought to expect? Expectations can sometimes be a fickle thing, can't they? For example, if you're going to that restaurant or if you're going to that place to say, your expectations are based off of whatever review has been given or whatever has been written about it. What about our Savior, Jesus? What are your expectations of him? What are you expecting him to do in your life? What are you expecting him to provide for you? When we think about the Advent season and we ask those questions, we think, right, not only about his first coming, not only the expectations about Christmas, but what about the expectations of his coming again? Now, in Jesus' day, those expectations were maybe left a little bit to be desired of those who were John's disciples. Even about John himself, right? He was the one who ate uh, locusts and wild honey. He was the one dressed in camel's hair. He certainly wasn't a sight necessarily to see, but he came to do exactly what God called him to do. That's really the point of that last portion of our gospel lesson when it says about John the Baptist, he's the messenger to go ahead of Jesus, to go ahead of the promised Messiah. But what does it say when even John the Baptist, who now is in prison and his disciples have to now go and follow someone else because you can't really follow the guy that's in prison anymore, for them to start asking these questions. Are you the one, Jesus? Are you the one, and as we heard in our first lesson from Isaiah 35 before, are you the one who was promised long ago who would come and do all of these things? Well, Jesus says, well, what do you see? Are the reviews exactly what your expectations are and do they match everything and every description that was written about me? Certainly. It says in our gospel lesson that the blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news is proclaimed to the poor. That's almost an exact quotation from the prophet Isaiah. Jesus came first and foremost, to be the fulfillment 
of every one of those prophecies of our God. As we've read in the past weeks and will continue to read here and even next week during this season of Advent, we focus on a lot of those prophecies. Who is this Jesus? Who is this promised Messiah? He's going to go and do all of these things? He's going to help the blind? He's going to help the poor? The deaf? He's going to help all these people? I wonder about those who heard Jesus, whether it be John's disciples or those who were following Jesus or anyone who was there to hear that day, what's in it for me? What is Jesus going to do for me if he's doing all of these things and he can help all of these people? Sometimes you and I might get that way as well when it comes to our expectations of Jesus and certainly at Christmas. Are you hurting? Are you lonely? Are you sad? Are you hoping that just as Jesus did for all of those who were in need, that Jesus would be able to help you too? Whatever our, our expectation or whatever our anticipation of hope that Jesus might bring, we want to continue to hear those wonderful promises of our Savior. Not only in who he would help, but also in what he would do. When we think about the joyful expectation and anticipation for the coming of our Savior, yes, we pray, come Lord Jesus as our Messiah, that one who was long anticipated. But when you read through all of the scripture lessons leading up to Christmas, it's kind of like this slow build-up, right? This little baby, born in a barn, having a stable for a bed, is really and truly the God-man who took on human flesh. When it comes to all of those feelings and emotions that we might have because of whatever event that caused it in the first place, whether it be feelings of loneliness, sadness, or whatever it might be, Jesus came to heal every single one of those things. How did he do it? He was that long-expected Savior. Those who heard Jesus probably were hoping for something a little bit different. Maybe not even just asking what's in it for me, but what's in it for our nation of Israel. We want Jesus to get rid of Roman rule. We want Jesus to kick out this government who's in power because we don't like him. In fact, they're almost treating us as slaves. And look at the taxes that we have to pay. I'm not a huge fan. You see that in the gospel lesson when Jesus goes to feed the 5,000 and they want to make him a bread king. The followers and those who were there to hear that day maybe had just a little bit of mixed expectations or unfulfilled expectations when it came not only to the anticipation of the promised Messiah, but Jesus, the God-man, who they had right there in the flesh. 
The good news for you and I is Jesus is everything that we had hoped for. He is the fulfillment of every one of God's prophecies. Jesus came to do everything that we need him to do. Jesus came and took on human flesh so that he could live the perfect life in our place. And when it came to paying the debt that we all owe to God, as God tells us in his word, right, the wages of sin is death. But then he tells us the promise. Not only is the wages of sin death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. You have the good news of knowing that all of your sins are forgiven. How does that change your Advent preparation? How does that change your preparations leading into Christmas when we think of Christ's first coming? Jesus is the God-man who took on human flesh to die and pay for your sins and the sins of the entire world. My debt is paid for. And when it comes to thinking even about my own death, I know that it's but a sleep and that because of Jesus, I'll spend eternity with him forever when I die. The good news about Jesus, this long-expected Messiah, changes how we look at Christmas. But even during this Advent season when we say, Come, Lord Jesus! Help me to welcome you into my heart here at Christmas as I hear that good news about my Savior's birth. But also help me to look forward to that day when you'll come again. Whether it be to take me to be with you to live forever in heaven or it be that great day when you'll reunite body and soul together. Do you look forward to that day? Last week you heard about Jesus coming as judge. It's absolutely nothing to be afraid of. And the reason that you don't have to be afraid of the last day is because of Jesus as the Messiah. He came to do what he set out to do. He came to take away the sins of the world. Because Jesus is our promised Messiah, We no longer have those unfulfilled or unmet expectations or unmet wants or desires. Jesus came and did everything that we had hoped for. And now because he died to take away our sins, we can simply say, Come, Lord Jesus, as my Messiah. This Christmas, and as you've promised, when you'll come again. Let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you for coming as our long-expected Messiah. We thank you for taking on flesh, for living, dying, and rising again to take away all sin and giving us that sure and certain hope of eternal life with you. Even those who were there that day had questions about you. Are you the one? Are you the one that we expected? Help us and remind us through your word here this Advent season that you are the one promised long ago and you meet every one of our needs. Bless us as we prepare to welcome you again. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.